I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, It Never Gets Old listeners. This is your host, Meredith Feynman, coming into you from Washington, D.C. Before this episode starts, I want to let you know that it is a sponsored episode as part of a partnership that It Never Gets Old is doing with Etitude, a sustainable betting company. So there's your disclaimer, and I think you'll really enjoy the interview with the founders. Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a firsthand account of all things secondhand, resale, consignment, vintage, and sustainable because the future of fashion is nothing new. I am your host, Meredith Feynman, and the bestie in the Westie, Sarah Lane, producer, will be editing this. But I'm really excited for this special episode and interview with Phoebe Yu and Kat Day, the founders of Etitude, which is a really interesting, sustainable bedding and jammies and accessories brand and it never gets old as working with attitude so this is you know somewhat of a partnership and i have the founders here to talk about their experiences what they love about secondhand and more about their brand so hi phoebe and cat hi hello thanks, thanks for, for having us yeah i'm thrilled to we're doing this you know over skype you guys are social distancing in los angeles i'm here in dc but tell everyone about yourselves yeah, great. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Phoebe. I'm the founder and CEO of Attitude. Um, Attitude is a sustainable lifestyle brand. We offer home essentials that are soft on your skin and gentle on our planet. Uh, we use our proprietary clean bamboo fabrics to make our bedding, sleepwear, and bath range. And it is as soft as silk, as breathable as linen, and at the price of cotton. Hi guys, I'm Kat Day, I'm co-founder and president of Attitude. I joined Attitude in early 2018 after more than a decade scaling purpose-driven direct-to-consumer brands. And I really fell in love with Attitude and its mission to create comfortable products, not just for ourselves, but for the planet for the next 100 years. And I fell in love with the products and the brand and what it stood for. And since then, we've really grown a lot. So we're really excited to be a global company. So Phoebe, talk to me a little bit about where this idea came from and how it came to be. The idea of Attitude struck me while I was shopping for my new home back, back, back in Melbourne, Australia, six years ago. Then I find the bedding I want as a conscious consumer myself naturally luxurious, very soft and affordable and made from sustainable fabric did not exist. But at the same time, I already saw lots of sustainable innovation going on in the fashion industry. 
So I think hmm, there's an opening to bring a more environment-friendly textile to the bedding industry because I was in the home textile industry for over a decade before I moved from Shanghai, China to, to Melbourne. In my first business, I was helping um, big international chain stores like Walmart, Target, Pier One Import to sourcing home textile products in China. But at that time, they only care about more about um, the cost and they didn't really care about the sustainability, the ethical part of sourcing. But right now, because of the consumer pressure, even these big companies start to move um, towards become more sustainable, which is good. Uh, but in the early 2000s, they don't care about it. And I, back in China, we also don't have too much knowledge about the climate change, this environment crisis uh, in the early days. So I moved to, to Melbourne, get, get a, a lot of uh, information on that. Australian government and also local organization did a great job on uh, educating the general population about this. So then it's really a shocking to me or a wake up for me. Oh, the products I, I used to develop is not great. It's definitely not good for the planet and also probably not good for your health. So I just thinking using my knowledge in that space, I can develop something um, that is better for the consumers and also good for the environment. So that's that's where the idea come from. And attitude, the name means eco-attitude. So it, it is in the core of this brand that whatever everything we do, uh, we will put uh, sustainability first. So where did the idea for bamboo come from, though? I mean, I've when I was at Copenhagen Fashion Summit, I saw a lot of different types of materials, whether it's like recycled plastics or, you know, pina text, pineapple. Mm, what, like, yeah. where did where did bamboo come from? Well, you know, in Asian, um, bamboo has been used for thousands of years for thousands of um, purposes. It's a very versatile plant. Uh, and actually, bamboo fabric technology has been existing for 20, 30 years, but the old version of it is called rayon and viscose. Uh, it is still using our toxic chemical to dissolve the bamboo to get the fiber out of it. So it's not ideal. So our technology called bamboo lysol, or we also coin it as to call it clean bamboo. So we solve that problem. We use non-toxic uh, organic solution to uh, dissolve the bamboo and also the whole production is a closed loop one which we recycle and reuse water up to 200 times in the production so it's definitely much less water and also there's non-toxic chemicals in the whole process so it's pretty much fixed uh, the problem of the rayon um, viscose so when you you know wanted to start this company you'd been in the bedding industry you'd sort of like seen your mm -hmm. way around like how did you even begin how did you start and like if bamboo has been used for a long time how did you manage to create better practices i would imagine that would be really difficult yeah it's uh, about to work with supplier partners so because of my background i have great relationship with a lot of bigger textile manufacturer along the east coast of china uh, and one of them uh, in Shanghai, they also partner with a textile university in Shanghai, develop that technology. Because at that time, Chinese government also start to encourage more eco-friendly technology to be, you know, on everything. Uh, so they partnered that university to refine the bamboo textile technology and get a, a patent on it and also get a grant from the government. But they don't know how to commercialize it. 
So I find out about it. I think that's perfect because I also have some knowledge of what the old um, bamboo rayon viscous textile look like. So I think, I think, oh, it's 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 a shame. It can't be, you know, more a more sustainable production. Otherwise, the, the fabric itself is soft. Uh, and breathable. The drawback is that the production is not clean enough for the old technology. So this new technology solved that problem. So really is is the ideal fabric I'm looking for. So then mm-hmm. I helped them to commercialize this, find other partners to join, which then turned that raw fiber uh, into the yarn, and then mm-hmm. another partner to weave the yarn into the fabric we want. So we, we are really deeply integrated within the whole supply chain. Don't like other usually bedding brand, they just buy the finished products, just stick their brand on it and repackaging it. And uh, there's no differential on the product. So um, when you say yeah. totally integrated, because mm-hmm. um, Summit Never Gets Old listeners, you know, I come at sustainable fashion and sustainable mm-hmm. sustainability by way of mm-hmm. secondhand garments. So a lot yeah. of this is new to me and we're all learning. What exactly do you mean by integrated in the full process? Like, what does that look like? Uh, that just means we're quite quite hands-on in this whole process. We we don't just buy the finished product from one partner, but we actually working start from on um, the the source. Like we starting with the raw fiber, and then we turn that into the yarn, and we turn that into the fabric, and all these are customized just for us. So that's that's like we we are very integrated in that supply chain. Uh, we are there every step. So we also control the quality, also control their sustainable practice to make sure there's no harmful uh, ingredients, not just in the fiber, but also in when the dyeing process. And we also have uh, exclusive uh, agreement with all those suppliers. So they only supply those to us, not to any any other companies. Uh, so we, we have also protect our IP. So six years ago, when you mm-hmm. were starting Attitude, what kind of resistance did you face in changing a lot of the ways that, you know, things are done? I mean, yes, people want more, more quote unquote, sustainable materials, but mm-hmm. I feel like now it's a very different conversation. I was initially made aware of attitude because I spent a lot of time in Venice, California and saw your mm-hmm. pop up on Abbott Kinney <laughs> yeah. um, and actually went in there before your team got in contact with me. So what kind of resistance did you face in terms of like really wanting to change this aspect of a very big industry? Yeah, I think when I just started, it's more still a niche market. Our customers more are the really um, eco-conscious consumers. So a lot of the girls come also quite organically from word of mouth. And I think they appreciate that we provide a product that's better. It's a better alternative than the conventional product. I think my my inspiration to start Attitude also as that consumer myself. I wanted the product to to work and also at a, a reasonable price. I don't want to be that I have to sacrifice quality or have to pay more for an eco-friendly version of a product. Only only by that, then it will go mainstream. Then, then it will be a no-brainer for consumers. Like, why not? Right? If it's, it works better than the conventional products, uh, it's the same price, and it's also eco-friendly, and then it become a, like a why not question. More people would use it, then it actually bring better results for, for, the, for the environment. But I definitely see it's an uptaking trend, especially in Australia. Recently, we have that bushfire, so unfortunately, then it's undeniable the climate change is, is really that we're at that critical, you know, critical point. If Absolutely. we don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. So 
then we just see just better better take on of our, our products. People start to really actively search in products that are sustainable and you know not put more pressure on, on the earth itself. And and also I think young generation these days they also I think there's statistics that um, many of those younger generation Gen Z that if a brand is not socially or environmentally responsible, they wouldn't even consider. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think in the next 10 years, the trend will, will be totally shifting and it, it's happening quicker and quicker. Well, Kat, I haven't forgotten about you. Um, how did you guys get connected, the two of you? I actually discovered Attitude on AngelList, which is a platform for startups. And at the time, I had just sold my first company that I started in 2012 at Wallet Business School. Uh, which was also purpose-driven company. And I was looking for the next big thing and direct-to-consumer that could have a really huge impact. And so I came across Attitude, and it was a really fortuitous time because uh, it was just the early beginning of Phoebe seeing some traction coming from North America, where she was seeing customers actually paying $40 shipping to have the product shipped from Australia to North America, to mostly U.S., and realized that there is a huge opportunity here in this market to bring the company global. Uh, so she sent me a sample of Attitude Sheets, and I fell in love with them. I had the best sleep of my life. My husband loved them as well. Uh, they're just so silky soft and breathable. And we realized this was a very, very different experience to anything else that we've ever had in terms of sheets. And I decided to to join the company as a co-founder to help scale the company. And so that was the main purpose, the main reason why I really joined, because I realized we could make such a huge impact, not just on the bedding industry, but any industry that uses textiles. Given that we have this capacity for innovating in the textile world, using these more sustainable materials, we can really change multiple industries. So since then, we've actually launched a few other categories, not just bedding. We have pajamas uh, because our customers were you know, loving the fabric so much, they would actually wrap themselves in our flat sheets and walk around in their apartments. And so they were, you know, they were asking for pajamas. So we launched that. And after that, you know, they were asking for bath towels, accessories as well, for travel, for home comfort, etc. And we have plans to really roll out uh, many more products using these soft and functional, but also super sustainable fabrics. So talk to me, both of you, about your experiences as business partners and how you make that work. So yeah, talk to me about like making a business partnership work. Yeah, I think the first is because we share the same passion and, and vision. Um, so it's definitely our culture fit. I think that's most important. Every employees we have actually all love the mission the company has. And actually, we start working remotely online, like just right now, like everyone is working from home, working re- remotely. From the start of our working relationship, because Kat is in New York, uh, I was back in Melbourne at that time. We worked online for three, four months. And then there's this opportunity uh, for joint uh, accelerator in New York um, came up. So then I quickly fly to New York. Then that's the first time I actually physically met Kat. But at that time, we already, the company is already start to grow quickly in the U.S. market. Yeah, now thinking back, it's, it's, it's quite interesting <laughs> in right now this environment. So remote working and work, work from home definitely works. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it was really funny to uh, deal with the time zones as well, because it was mm. either you had to wake up at 6 a.m. or you have to, you know, do calls around 9 p.m. with New York and Melbourne time zone difference. So after that summer doing the incubator in New York, we actually decided to relocate to Los Angeles because uh, it's a much better time zone difference uh, between L.A. and uh, Australia, as well as China. So now the lifestyle is a little better where we overlap a lot with uh, those time zones. So there is like a million. I don't know if it's whether it just seems that way on podcasts or it's just marketing. But like there's a million sheet companies, bedding companies. I mean, we're spending a lot of time sleeping and a lot of time at home currently, but I guess talk to me about why would I buy Attitude products and sheets over the myriad of other options that exist right now? What are, you know, I know there are a lot of different unique value propositions that you guys have, but if someone who's listening maybe needs new sheets and wants to make that call, what do you tell people that are asking those questions? Well, I think the first thing that people notice is that they're incredibly soft uh, we call it vegan silk because it really feels like silk to the touch and it's cooling unlike silk. So it's actually thermoregulating, which just means that it keeps your body temperature at the optimal temperature for sleep. And then uh, finally, it's sustainable eco attitude that's in all of our supply chain and you know our approach to everything that we do not just in the textiles, but also in packaging and how we deliver the product in the organizations that we support. Um, we try to minimize impact all across the board. Sustainability is uh, the second most important part of uh, the sheets. Yeah, I can also touch on why uh, bamboo sheets is more sustainable than uh, the conventional cotton ones. Conventional cotton is notorious, a uh, very toxic industry. It uses a lot of uh, pesticide and fertilizer to grow. It also requires a lot of water to grow. So definitely is very resource intensive. Organic cotton is better. It doesn't use those chemicals to grow, but it actually probably will use more water and then it's super expensive. Not every consumer can afford. Uh, but bamboo, on the other hand, it is probably the most sustainable plant on the earth. Uh, it, it is actually a weed or mm. a type of grass. So it grows super quick. It naturally doesn't need any pesticide or fertilizer to grow. Or it needs just uh, rainwater. And it, it uh, has the highest uh, fiber yield per acre, much more than cotton and also more than wood. There are also a popular textile out there right now called tensile. It's made from wood uh, fiber. Uh, it's also used a, a similar the lysol process to our bamboo lysol, but then it's using wood, which would take seven years to grow and, and you can harvest it. Bamboo is two to three years and also bamboo yield more fiber per acre. So that all make bamboo textile is, is uh, use much less resource taken from the earth, than, but can produce more. Our whole process also save a lot of water uh, during the production and by grow bamboo it itself saving water. So totally like on average, uh, every she set from its whole life cycle save about 3,000 gallons of water, 3,000 liters of water um, than a cotton sheet. So there's a um, NGO called Project Drawdown. It listed a, a hundred solutions that can tackle climate change. And then so grow more bamboo it actually listed on number 35. So quite high, high on the list. So where do you want to see the company go? So you guys have bedding and 
pajamas and other, you know, accessories. Where do you want to go from here? Our core competence is in the using new technologies and apply to fabric. So we will keep we are keep developing other new type of fabrics that's also super functional and sustainable. And our, our vision is to to really that this can be mainstream. Um, we uh, we often joke there's an ad can be uh, cotton is the fabric of our lifetime. Is that so? Cat? Yeah, fabric uh, of our lives. Yeah. Yeah, but we we are calling our fabric is the fabric for the future. So cotton has been there for 3,000 years, but there are new technology available to use to make make um, bedding and, and towels and clothing that are much better. So I'm, I'm a huge believer in new technology to solve problems on scale. We cannot let our consumer to sacrifice, but it's up to entrepreneurs to find that solution and then provide consumer at a cost-effective way. Then that really the consumer would adopt. I also want to ask you guys, I know that these sheets have a lot of different attributes, but especially in a time where a lot of people really freaked out about varying obvious health things that don't need to be named. I know that some of your stuff actually is antimicrobial. Is that right? Correct. Yes. So we actually have our clean bamboo charcoal fabric, which is the same as our clean bamboo, but it's actually infused with particles of charcoal, which is also made from organic bamboo. And it's actually proven to kill 99.9% of microorganisms, which is so relevant right now when people are considering their overall well-being and health and trying to stay as healthy as possible to stay away from the in the hospital system. Um, so right now, super popular. Our charcoal sheets and our charcoal pajamas are flying off the shelves, and we're very happy to be able to support people's needs around overall well-being with this super cool fabric that we have. Let's switch gears a little bit into, you know, it never gets old territory, which is, you know, sustainable fashion, but also secondhand. Phoebe, where are you shopping? Uh, what do you think about when you're buying in your wardrobe? Like, tell me a little bit about what you're buying right now or how you shop beyond your sheets. Uh, yeah, um, the interesting bit back in China, there is uh, in the early days, there's not a really the secondhand kind of culture. Uh, right now, it's also raising. So move to Australia. Actually, Aust- Australian people love secondhand stuff. So, so my first experience of secondhand is actually my car. It's not a fashion, but just like no. I mean, we haven't covered <laughs> we haven't covered cars yet, but never say never. So yeah, so just like my whole journey about my experience uh, for uh, secondhand. So that is is great. Last me twelve years, and until I have to move to Los Angeles, then I sold it, and someone is keep loving it, using it, and then Facebook Market is actually quite useful for secondhand things because it will show the listing of the people that near you. So it's also, it's local. It also saves you the travel time and people can come to pick it up. Before I moved to LA, my fridge breakdown that I um, can't be bothered to buy a new one, obviously. So I quickly got a second one on a Facebook market. It's also someone actually moving to Nashville, uh, an Aussie couple. So when, I, I, when I'm ready to move, I use that secondhand fridge for one month and it's perfect. I sold it again on Facebook market and at the same price. Then I also love secondhand books um, or jewelries on the on Facebook market. There you often find gems. Um, but on the fashion side, I think I'm more on the providing side because I'm moving, lived in three continents uh, and multi-cities. I'm trying to downsize my wardrobe, actually. 
kind of really minimize what I buy because uh, you don't want to carry a lot when you're moving around. So I'm more on the provider side. Uh, but I think cat buy a lot of secondhand fashion. So I yeah, cat. Tell tell yeah. us about about what where you're shopping and what you love to do secondhand and buying it and selling it and you know what sure. you're into. Yeah, absolutely. I I think I was definitely into it a lot more, especially during my college days. I've been a huge fan of Buffalo Exchange. Love uh, Buffalo Exchange. Yes, which is, you know, it's a network of clothing stores and exchange trade exchange stores across the U.S. with a few stores here in California, a couple of stores in New York. So my student days, virtually all of my unique clothes came from Buffalo. And I also went to vintage stores and Goodwills, which, you know, gave me a chance to be really creative with my wardrobe and, and really fun without you know, breaking my budget um, as a student. And I really never needed to worry like, oh, should I buy this piece or not? Because most of the items were very inexpensive and I knew there was an option to trade them back. Today, I'm more in my 30s now and I have a daughter. So I use a lot of secondhand for kids related things. So especially Facebook marketplace is very useful for that. I mean, babies grow out of clothes so quickly and and toys as well. So it's been really great to be able to share the items we don't use anymore with other people who need them. And for us, it's been really great to just pick up some fun educational toys from other parents for our daughter. So it's been just very efficient. I just love you know, being able to recycle a lot of children's stuff, you know, especially toys can be plastic. We try to avoid those. But if you are going to buy, you know, something plastic, just make sure it's secondhand. Yeah, totally. I I don't have kids and I've been wanting to touch on secondhand kids stuff. So I guess start with buying secondhand besides like, you know, educational toys. What about like clothing? It's interesting. We haven't really touched on uh, Facebook Marketplace, which after, you know, this interview, I definitely want to look into more. But where are you finding secondhand clothing for your kids? Yeah, Facebook Marketplace is actually really great for that. Also, several communities, they will organize exchanges. They will literally rent out a big warehouse or, you know, an old kind of open retail space. And they'll just have all the parents bring their stuff. They'll tag it and they'll do like a weekend sale where everybody, you know, buys secondhand products. Um, so that's very efficient. That's on a local level. Facebook Marketplace is great because you can just search for whatever item you're looking for. And it's fairly smart at giving you related items in your neighborhood. So then you can just contact the folks who are selling these things. Most of them have multiple items so you can kind of pick up not just the main item you were looking for, but a few other things that might be relevant for you in that household. In terms of clothing, actually, it's it's been really interesting to know that newborns, especially, they don't soil their clothes at all. So, mm. you know, you'll use them for a month or two and, you know, they're per- in perfect condition. It's when they start walking around and eating table food that they start, you know, getting stains on them. So then you might yeah. consider um, other options, but... There are definitely so many cute things. And then a lot of clothes are not really functional. They're more for photos, like cute dresses or outfits for your toddler, which they're probably in perfect condition because you've used them only once for a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. So those are definitely items that I recommend getting secondhand. 
So is it because Facebook Marketplace, it's more sustainable to do these swaps and then just go to someone near you versus like hopping on a Poshmark or an eBay? Where did that decision come from? Like, Yes, that's definitely one item. One, one aspect of it is you don't have to pay shipping or you don't have to use carbon uh, to ship something. You can just you know go somewhere locally in your neighborhood. Um, but the other thing is you can examine things in person when you come out and meet these folks who are selling items. Interesting. So then do you also sell stuff on the same platform or you sell stuff other places? Absolutely. Yes, I definitely sell a lot of items there. And when you're not using it, what, if any of the other secondhand platforms do you use? Craigslist. It's also really great, mm-hmm. especially for big ticket items like strollers or you know other furniture for, for babies. That's That's really useful. And what about clothing for you? Where are you shopping these days? Um, I'm very similar to Phoebe lately. I've just been really paring back and not really buying too much. I, I just feel like my closet is so full. I can't even comment on that because I, I don't remember the last time I bought something. I, I think another tips actually or battering or exchange with your uh, friends and family. Uh, why well, I didn't buy a lot because I got a lot of clothing from one of my friends back in Australia when she moved away from Australia and she left like a whole wardrobe for me. Like I'm still, <laughs> there's still some mm-hmm. clothing left from that day. And then when I'm kind of done or get old on something, I actually then pass down to like my sister-in-law or my niece. Mm-hmm. They can pick whatever. So it's kind of still circular, circling in the family and friends. But it, it got, you know, used for 10 years, 20 years of the clothing. We're still wearing them. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's also a good tip. Well, we haven't talked a lot about you know, swaps, but I would hope someday we can host like a big listener and never gets old swap. But like, what are some great best practices when it's not family and hand-me-downs and whatnot for swapping? Like you guys have done a lot of it. Like what are best practices? Well, first it has to fit or uh, it kind of really fit fit my, my own style or the size has to fit and also in still in good condition. I've actually heard of a few companies organizing this um mostly Mm. startups like small smaller companies where they'll do you know a day like a friday afternoon where everybody brings um some items and then you probably would need some sort of clothing racks or you know somewhere to display these items ideally put some tags on them with prices or who's selling them and then you do the exchange yeah i have been to those parties back in in melbourne uh it's more like you pay out like an entrance fee it's low maybe 10 15 dollars and you bring five items so they mm. will they will then look at okay you have five items then you can take away five items but there is an entrance fee so that's they make money on the entrance fee so usually there are hundreds of people there and so I guess just how do you make sure that it's like fair I don't know how that <sighs> works as much I get really intense when I'm secondhand shopping or like doing that so I feel like I would just go ape and I would need to be like very careful um, but I guess you pay this entrance fee and then do you have to make sure like what if someone's like really packing amazing stuff and you bring you know like it it's I guess there's a lot of just sort of trust in other people like what what are some great things you've gotten from a swap? Um, some jewelries and um, um, belt and handbags. I think the people there, if there are enough uh, uh, people going there, um, there are hundreds of items. You you will always find something that suits you. Yeah, I think I've only been to ones where um, there are actually prices attached. So it, mm. I feel like it's easier to make it a bit more fair in terms of what you bring in and what you take out. And, you know, there could be even people who are evaluating the items that are being sold so that the prices are fairly standard across the board. 
So yeah, it, you def- if it's a big exchange, they definitely need some moderators and uh, organizers. If it's something that you're doing in your own small community of friends or colleagues, then it, maybe it's more of an honor system. Totally. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time. Do you want to tell me where uh, It Never Gets Little listeners can find you and find your products and everything will be in the show notes and I'll be talking a little bit more about attitude, but where can we find you? You can find us on edituede.com, which is spelled E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com. You can also find us on Instagram. Our handle is Editude Store. Phoebe and I are also both on Instagram, Phoebe EU and Katarina Day. A special alert, which is that It Never Gets Old listeners get 20% off of Etitude products. You can go to Etitude.com, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com. Get some bedding, get some jammies. Um, we're all at home. May as well be comfortable. And enter the code I-N-G-O at checkout for 20% off. Um, you know, feel free to share with your friends and other people you're swapping or selling to. Thank you so much, Phoebe and Kat. I hope we can all do this, you know, IRL next time in California. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You can find us online at ingopodcast.com. There you'll find all about me, your host, Meredith Feynman, my producer, Sarah Lane, a bit more about the podcast. Subscribe. Please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Email us, hello at ingopodcast.com. Slide into the DMs on Twitter or Instagram at ingopodcast, at Meredith Feynman. And we love you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.